Welcome back, boxing fans around the world, to another episode on Talk and Fight Boxing News Today. And today we're going to start off with a story, uh, I think, emanating uh, due to some squabbling, if you will, between Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence Jr.'s management teams, because Terrence Crawford has now been ordered by the WBO to defend his 147-pound title against number one rate Alexis Roca next. The two have 20 days to negotiate a fight before purse bid. And this is according to Brian Weber at uh, BoxingNews24.com. Despite the fight being ordered, it doesn't mean that it'll happen. Crawford, is 35 years old, will vacate his WBO title if he can get the Errol Spence Jr. unification fight next. The two will have little time to negotiate deal, though, uh, because the purse bid is three weeks away. BLK Prime and Golden Boy Promotions must put together a deal fast. This is the type of fight that Crawford's always been in a hurry to make because it's very winnable and on par with his other fights since he moved up to the 147-pound division in 2018. Crawford would be better off fighting Spence if he wants to make the most amount of money, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. If it doesn't, Crawford will fight Roca, and Spence will move up to 154 to fight Keith Thurman. Roca is 22-1 with 14 knockouts, hasn't done much to earn a title shot, but is still getting it due to his previous number one WBO mandatory virtually tease. Junior choosing to go with the WBA route for a title shot against regular welterweight champion Imantas Stanionis. So speaking of champions, um, Charles Brown, one of my favorite writers over at boxnews24.com, says Deontay Wilder has rejected the idea of signing with Eddie Hearn and his matchroom boxing stable despite a promotional free agent uh, being, being a promotional free agent on the market. It's unknown whether Hearn reached out to the former WBC heavyweight champion, uh, Wilder, who's 43-2-1, 42 knockouts, in an attempt to sign him, but it doesn't appear to be any interest on his part. Hearn may have inadvertently sunk whatever chances he had of signing Wilder when he said in a recent interview that he'd like to ink the big six foot seven American so that he could put together a fight between him and Andy Ruiz Jr., who has been reportedly cut by... Uh, premier boxing champions, by the way. Uh, it's not that the fight, it's not uh, the fight that Wilder would like to make, and the fact that Hearn is only interested in matching him against former IBF WBA WBO champ Ruiz or journeyman Dillian White suggests that he's afraid to give him the fight that he's been chasing for many years against Anthony Joshua. That's the crown jewel fight Wilder's been looking to. Uh, for eons, and Hearn has arguably been protecting AJ from him since time immemorial, guarding his flagship fighter like a dog watching his henhouse from the foxes and coyotes. Um, said Hearn, absolutely, we'd love to. I would love to make Deontay Wilder against Andy Ruiz. Yeah, I think it's a great fight. It's been ordered, and we'd love to try and make it happen. Free agent, there you go. Uh, that's a negative, said Deontay Wilder. When asked if he'll be signed with Eddie Hearn and his matchroom company, uh, Hearn said he wants to sign Wilder to match him up against Ruiz, the equivalent of an expensive restaurant, and ordering expensive filet mignon steak and a wages coming back with a stewing plate piled high with two-week-old pork. Wilder doesn't want the pork. He's looking for the expensive steak, and sadly, Hearn isn't offering it to him. Now, speaking of Deontay Wilder, he revealed last week that he'll be fighting uh, three times this year and expects to be in action in May or June against an opponent he's keeping secret for now. And this is according to Alan Fox, also on BoxingNews24.com, just full of information today about Deontay Wilder. 
Wilder's co-manager, Shelley Finkel, said last week that they're interested in fighting Anthony Joshua, but that there hasn't been mutual interest on his part. He says that if Joshua won the fight with Wilder, he could make it happen. Joshua is currently fighting Jermaine Franklin next in a confidence booster on April 1st, and then he's expected to fight Dillian White in July in the UK in a stadium. Whether Joshua would be interested in fighting Wilder later this year remains to be seen, although his promoter, Eddie Hearn, has mentioned it is a possibility. If Joshua is interested in making that fight with Wilder before his career is over, he needs to do it soon because it could be one or two fights away from retirement. A loss to Franklin or White may be the tipping point, sending Joshua into retirement. The former WBC heavyweight champ Wilder, 43-2-1, as I just said, 41 knockouts, said that he's working on a two-fight deal for a fight against Francis Nicano. And if that goes down, it'd be either in Saudi Arabia um, or in Africa. Uh, Wilder versus Nagano would be a celebrity-type match similar to the Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury fight. Nagano was popular with MMA fans, but he's never laced up a pair of gloves before and might not stand a chance against Wilder inside the squared circle. Said Wilder, I may be fighting between May, June, and December. Of course, we'll do it again for sure. Stay tuned. Uh, when asked if uh, a rematch with Tyson Fury might be possible as well. And if Wilder is going to fight Fury again, he needs to get uh, some more wins under his belt before he does so because he's only fought once since losing his second fight against Tyson, which was against his old sparring partner, Robert Hellenius, last October. Uh, all fighters are a possibility. Ain't nobody out. We're having discussions with everybody, all the fighters, especially fighters at the top, everybody in discussion. So I want fighters to know that, said Wilder, when asked if he's going to fight Anthony Joshua. Nagano, whoever he said, is a real discussion. We're trying to do a two-fight deal. Now, speaking of that uh, Tommy Fury-Jake Paul fight, uh, another writer on BoxingNews24.com that kept me uh, uh, happily trolling, uh, Jim Kalfa said, Ryan Garcia was one of the rare notable boxers that praised Jake Paul after his loss to Tommy Fury last Sunday in uh, Saudi Arabia. Jake gave it a good try before losing an eight-round split decision to Tommy in their headliner. While some fans felt that it should have been more lopsided in Tommy's favor, the excessive clinching essentially prevented Jake from throwing punches. Also, the point that the referee took from Tommy in the fifth round without warning him shouldn't have happened. If you look at the poor job the referee did with his point deduction of Jake. So let's go back and revert to that sentence prior. And he said, also the point that the referee took from Jake Paul in the fifth round without warning him shouldn't have happened. If you look at the poor job the referee did with his point deduction of Jake and how he did nothing to control the excessive clinching from Tommy, you can make a strong argument that Paul would have won if a better official was working the fight. Ryan Garcia feels that Jake, now 6-1 and one with four knockouts, did an admirable job against the more experienced Tommy, who's now 9-0, and who he's been who has been fighting for many years, having uh, grown up in the Fury family. This is something that the 23-year-old Tommy has been learning since he was a child. In contrast, Jake Paul took up boxing a mere three years ago, and he's already risen to the level where he was competitive uh, to fight Tommy. Ryan uh, notes that after just seven fights, Jake has made $40 million and is fabulously wealthy. Even the best fighters in boxing don't accumulate that kind of money that early in their careers, as it takes years for super talented fighters to make that kind of money. Uh, said Ryan Garcia on Twitter, Jake couldn't lose. You don't come you 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 don't just come into boxing basically make 40 million dollars in your first seven fights and consider that as losing. 
Further, he was competitive against Tommy, so I'm going to tip my hat off to him and say congratulations and good luck in whatever you do next. There is a possibility of Jake versus Tommy rematch taking place later this year, but we'll have to wait and see if that happens. If there is a rematch, it'll be interesting to observe whether Jake can make improvements in his game from that uh, first fight. As Jake's trainer, BJ Flores, says, Paul is going to have to cut off the ring better, throw more punches, and deal with the different things that Tommy did last Sunday. Jake isn't going to be able to do anything about Tommy's hand speed advantage, but he can improve on his jabs and throwing combinations instead of uh, the one-punch-at-a-time style that he's used to. All right, so what's going to happen to Tommy Fury next? Uh, says Sam Volz, also of BoxingNews24.com. Uh, promoter Frank Warren points out Tommy Fury won't be making the millions he's getting for his fights with Jake Paul once he returns to fighting boxers unless he steps it up against quality opposition. After getting a taste of the Jake Paul money, Tommy will likely focus on trying to fight YouTubers and influencers exclusively for as long as he can. Uh, if Tommy gets a rematch with Jake later this year, he'll likely go after K KSI or Logan Paul and try to continue making easy money. However, Tommy spoils his way to another victory by holding all night and running. He could wreck his uh, chance of fighting another uh, YouTuber influence because they're not giving him the fight someone that is just going to hold and run all night, not giving them a chance to land punches. The problem with Tommy suddenly veering from fighting uh, the domestic level ham and eggers that he's been facing his entire five-year professional career is that he would need to face someone popular enough for him to get a significant payday anywhere clear to the money he got for his fight against Jake Paul. Uh, so that would likely mean Tommy would need to face one of these contenders at cruiserweight. Uh, Richard Rick Poor, Chris Billum Smith, Sergey Kovalev, uh, Maris Brandeis, Tommy McCarthy, and Jack Massey. It's doubtful that Tommy Free could beat most of those fighters or even some of them at this point because his clinching, moving, countering, punching style won't be enough to beat them. You have to have, have more to your game than just holding and running if you want to find success at the top tier. The top contenders and champions know how to defeat fighters that move and clinch, which are the main staples of Tommy's game. He doesn't have the power, so he'll be forced to clinch and move to keep from getting blasted out by those contenders. It's frankly surprising that Jake Paul chose to fight Tommy Fury because if he'd watched his past fights, he'd have realized that he's one of the biggest spoilers in the UK and perhaps all of boxing. There aren't too many well-known fighters that run and hold as much as Tommy Fury. That has given a platform to be watched by fans. Those types of fighters are generally ignored by fans and are invisible. The only reason Tommy has been noticed and given a chance to make money against Jake is because of his last name and being the brother of Tyson Fury. Without that connection, Tommy would be nobody fighting on undercards and not popular because of his ugly fighting style. No one wants to watch runners and clinchers, especially when they have no power like him. Woo, zinger. And according to Adam Baskin, we've got a report out of Australia. Uh, on a completely other level here, Tony Harrison has arrived in Australia, uh, repeatedly complaining of his long flight from the U.S., saying he's never coming back to the country after he faces local Aussie Tim Sayu for the vacant WBO interim junior middleweight title that's taking place March 12th at the Kudos Bank Arena in Sydney Olympic Park down under in Australia. The 32-year-old Harrison's cranky behavior on his arrival to Australia was reminiscent of the constantly irritable, undisputed 154-pound champion, Jermaine Charlo, who always seems to be in a state of constant agitation, like an older person with a hair trigger, ready to verbally lash out at anyone and everyone for this or that. 
Hopefully, Harrison, who's 29-3-1, 21 knockouts, doesn't continue to complain in the press conferences and at the weigh-in ahead of the fight because it will be challenging to listen to his gripe nonstop about his aches and pains. This is an important fight between the unbeaten number one, WBO-ranked uh, Sayu, 21-0, by the way, 15 knockouts, and the number three, Harrison, because the winner will challenge undisputed junior middleweight champ Jermel Charlo, who's 35-1-1. Once he comes back from the broken hand injury, he sustained while training. Alrighty, let's move along to a couple of announcements about upcoming fights as well in the U.S., uh, one of our favorites here on Talk and Fight, Jared, the real big baby Anderson, has climbed the heavyweight rankings with his devastating knockout power, and the six foot four, two hundred forty pound wrecking ball will now face fellow unbeaten George Arias in a ten rounder as taking place Saturday, April eighth at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. The Anderson Arias uh, fight will be the co-feature to the WBC lightweight title eliminator between Shakur Stevenson and Shuichiro Yoshino. U.S. Olympic silver medalist Keyshawn Davis will face his stiffest challenge in the 10-round lightweight televised opener against former world title challenger Anthony Yajit. So Stevenson Yoshino, Anderson Arash, Davis Yajit will be broadcast live on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus at uh, 7, uh, sorry, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern time, and it's being promoted by Top Rank. For those who don't know, Big Baby Anderson, he's uh, 13 and 0, 13 knockouts. He's 23 years old. He's from Toledo, and he's notched five consecutive second-round stoppages, including a demolition of the normally durable Jerry Forrest last December. Anderson received international headlines for his work as Tyson Fury's chief sparring partner, but now he's forging his own path as boxing's most decorated young heavyweight. And as we've said all along. Uh, for our British fans especially, look out for this guy. He's coming across the pond, and he will challenge for the top 10 very soon. Now, speaking of top 10 fighters, we're going to move along to a story courtesy of Split Team Management. Three of their fighters came home with victories over the past five days. It all started on Wednesday night and last week as junior middleweight Marquez Valley remained undefeated by winning a six-round unanimous decision over Jarrod Tennant in Plant City, Florida. Valley of Wesley Chapel, Florida, won by scores of 60-54 twice and 59-55 to keep his unblemished mark at 8-0. Tennant, fighting out of Los Angeles, falls to now 8-2. Uh, Valley is promoted by Pro Box Promotion. Saturday night, though, in Orlando, Florida, Otha Jones III won a six-round unanimous decision over 63-fight veteran Raymond Chacon. The bout which took place at the Carib Royal Resort saw Jones win by scores of 60-54 on all cards to raise his record to 6-1-1. One one. Jones, by the way, is promoted by GH3 Promotions. And also, on Saturday, Joseph Hicks Jr. remained undefeated with a tough six-round unanimous decision over previously undefeated Bilal Quintine in a super middleweight contest. Hicks was sent to the canvas at the end of the opening frame. Hicks showed heat by shaking off the first round and coming back to get the better of the next five rounds in a crowd-pleasing fight. Hicks fights out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. He won by scores of 57-55, 57-56 twice to raise his record to 5-0. Quintine is now 4-1, and one, and Hicks, by the way, is promoted by our friends down Detroit Salida Promotions. Finally, uh, on today's episode, we're going to talk about RDR Promotions. Uh, this, Saturday, this Saturday night, March 4th, RDR Promotions will present a huge night of boxing at the Newtown Athletic Club in Newtown, Pennsylvania. 
In the featured six-round bout, rising and undefeated junior middleweight Isaiah Johnson will take on veteran Antonio Sanchez. Johnson fights out of New Jersey and has an explosive start to his career. He's 6-0 with five knockouts. The 20-year-old Johnson's coming off a six-round unanimous decision over William Power Smith on October 22, 2022 uh, in Philadelphia. Sanchez, fighting out of Puerto Rico, is 7-15-3 with three knockouts. Uh, he has quality wins on his resume against Carlos Lopez, uh, Bernard Leon Figueroa, and Courtney Jackson. In a six-round bout, uh, Roberto Gomez faces veteran Oscar Barajas in a junior welterweight bout. Gomez fights out of Mexico. He's 5-1 with five knockouts. And Gomez has come out for a shocking stoppage win over Kudwar Albright, who's 6-0 back in October 22, also in Philadelphia. Uh Nimel uh, Farmer in four rounds out of Lindlewood, uh, New Jersey, takes on Boris Ndé. Four and one, one knockout out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, in a welterweight contest. Uh, Dominique Mayfield, uh, two and one out of Philadelphia, takes on Jerome Aiken, one, six and one, out of An Annapolis, Maryland, in a heavyweight bout. Uh, Gandhi Romain of Union City, New Jersey, will make his pro debut against Jeremiah Kendrick, one and three, out of Philadelphia, in a super welterweight bout. Aaron uh, Peterson tackles uh, Terry Green, and Najim Johns goes toe-to-toe -to -toe against Raekwon Butler, and Brendan O'Gallahan takes on Soslan Albanov out of Philadelphia in a super welterweight fight. And finally, uh, we see uh, Jonathan Wiles is going up against uh, Ali Ellis out of Philadelphia, both out of Philadelphia, in another heavyweight battle. But the first bout uh, takes place at 5 p.m., and I believe that is those two. Jonathan Wiles taking on Eli, Ali, uh, Ali Ellis out of Philadelphia. Sorry. All right, boxing fans, I want to thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it very much. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Core and Cedric Ben for their show, Knuckle Up. Thank you.